Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Joe, the book is called The Last to Disappear. It's one of those books that you would hope, I guess, as a writer, will find its way into many suitcases uh, as people head off for holidays because it's that kind of a read. It's a good mystery to read on the beach. Where'd the idea come from? I'm just thinking it's a good mystery to read on the beach and I'm going to leave them all freezing, PJ. I know. (laughs) (laughs) At least you know you're warm and dry on the beach, yeah? Well, you're warm and you're dry and you're not drowning in an icy lake, which is what happens in the start of this book. Um, I mean, I think the idea was very much inspired by place. Sometimes I start with character and sometimes I start with plot. But in this one, Lapland was the the main character because I'd been developing a show over there just pre-lockdown. And when I came back to Ireland, I'd done a lot of location scouting and I couldn't shake that area from my head. It was so vividly present in my mind all the time because it's one of those places that evokes it's, it's the newness of it you've not seen anything like Lapland and it's freezing and it's mind-blowing and beautiful so I started with the idea of Lapland and it seemed to me very obvious that one of the most dangerous things in Lapland are these lakes and they're so thick in parts that they actually bring the cars over to do the ads like the, the Porsche and the Alfa Romeo go flying across these lakes mm. And they run across them and they use them as roads. But there's also parts of them that are absolutely deadly. And at the start of this book, a girl goes into the lake and then her brother, she's a Londoner, working as a tour guide. And her brother comes over to see what's after happening to her. So it it started from that. But I mean, the the location was the, the main point of interest for me and the main point probably selling it to people now who are sweating on beaches all over Europe this summer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, writing a, a crime novel, Joe, along what I might say a format that is tried and tested. In other words, person dies or goes missing, someone goes to investigate the mystery, they get enveloped in a whole set of secrets in a in a different place. It's it's a formula. So how do you make something unique within a formula like that? Is it the characters? I think it's a I mean, I think it's a lot of things. It's it's the writer to start with. Everybody's unique in terms of what they bring to the page. And people often say to me that they, you know, they have a book in them or they want to write a book, but they're worried it would be too similar, particularly if you're entering into the crime genre. 
And I always say, well, what's not similar is you. You're you're unique mm. and your perception of the world is unique and what you put on the page, how you put your words together is unique to you. So it starts there. But I think each crime writer does it different. I mean, I there's nothing new under the sun. And if you can yeah. think of a plot, probably has been written before. But the way you imbue your characters with emotion the location you choose, you know, there haven't actually been that many books written in Lapland and the Arctic Circle for crime. You can try to find the new thing, but you shouldn't always try to find the, the new gimmick. You know, the, the, the oldies are the best and sometimes plots are classic for a reason. So the Agatha Christie, Murder on the Orient Express and, you know, hmm. who did it? They all did it. These things are, they're done over and over again, but people do them slightly differently. And I guess when I write, I really do try to bring up these brand new characters each time. And again, there's only so many types of human personality. But if you just play on humour and intelligence and the people you know when you put everything in, more often than not like that, that story will sing on the page. And you don't have to worry about it being like another story somewhere because you know what everybody just loves reading crime fiction they just and do they do there's a sense as well that a main character like alex in this he's taken completely out of his comfort zone into lapland to search and try to find out what happened to his sister and is the fish out of water thing is that part of the plot it is and it's it's something i used in my last book last year as well the perfect lie where you're taking somebody and throwing them into somewhere even last year I was in America and she thinks it's familiar. She's an Irish woman, but it's she's still a stranger. You know, she's a stranger to the jurisdiction. And it's the same here because he's used to the Metropolitan Police. He's used to kind of CCTV on every road. The buildings, I'm, I was in London last week and it's just so busy and it's, it's teeming with people. And you go over to the Arctic Circle and there are no people for many, many, many hundreds of thousands of kilometres. I remember saying things like, Where, where's the nearest village? And they were like, what's a village? Because a village is a road with maybe two houses and a gas station yeah. in Lapland. So he goes over and it's a shock to his system physically and mentally. And he joins up with this youngish policewoman who's a single mother of three. And he's looking at her thinking, you got to be kidding, right? You're not in charge of this investigation because he wants the team and he wants the, the case boards and he wants, you know, the incident room. There's none of that in Lapland. They do old style police work and I guess, I mean, this book will sell over in Finland, but it's primarily British and Irish readers coming to it. And we're almost seeing Lapland through Alex's eyes, which is how I wrote it, because I was the guinea pig when I went over for my production crew and they made me do everything just to see how I reacted. <laughs> so yeah. I've done the same. When I read your books, Joe, um, I always find myself picturing what the characters in them would look like or who would act that part on television that's where the television side of you comes out you 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 paint pictures of the people and you paint pictures of the places yeah and you'd be amazed at how unsuccessful i am at um actually sitting down and telling producers what actors i want to play the characters in my shows <laughs> it's always down to casting and money and you know you might say look i've got this a-list actor in mind for this part and he's who i've been writing and they just say okay try again <laughs> try again you know make your list and, and we'll get down to number eight on the list before we can cast someone you know but um i mean i think i do i i write very vividly now and I, I think visually, I think of the story visually, and it's a pleasure to do novels because I'm not as restricted as I am when yeah. I'm doing TV. TV is all about the money and the restrictions, but novels are 
a lovely story, but it, I, I'm definitely putting a lot more visual into them now. Yeah. Reading a little bit about you, I was surprised to discover who it was who said, well, Joe, if you want to write, go and write. Pierce Doherty? Yeah, well, no, he wasn't. He was he was the latest in a, in a line of them. The yeah. first person to say that to me was my primary school teacher, um, who I was in. I grew up in a very working class area, and he all, took me aside and said, "You have talent, um, and pursue that talent." And I I wrote in different ways. I went to college and I studied politics, and I ended up working as a political advisor for Pearson. But writing has always been my dream. So you know, writing politics is very different to writing <laughs> what I do now, and I thought I was going to do this and I was pursuing it and I was writing it at night time and um, I mentioned it to him I said I'm, I'm writing a novel and he's an avid crime fiction fan and instead of saying you know Asher like would you not do <laughs> more work for me in the evening or whatever he, he was wholeheartedly this is fantastic right. can't wait to read it and he read one of the first drafts he actually was one of the first people to read the first draft after my husband and himself and his wife and they rang me up very early the next morning and said we sat up all night reading that book Wow. I kind of felt then, and I was like, you know, Pierce, you're coming up to the doll to vote now. Why are we up all night? <laughs> I really, I thought I had, I had something then. I'd hooked some people in, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's been, he's been supportive ever since. Your husband reads everything first, I think, does he? He does. He is my, I, I call him kind of the, the A reader because he's not a crime fiction fan. Really? He doesn't pick up crime fiction himself. No, he, you know, it's not that he's he's not anti crime fiction, but he would pick up autobiographies or proper novels, as I call them, you know. Yeah. And I would have the stack of crime fiction going into the suitcase, and he'd be bringing this massive, big Bill Bryson nineteen thirty two book or whatever it is he wrote. Um, and if he reads my crime novels, and I see him really getting engaged, I know I've done a good job then because it's not something he'd pick up naturally. So I have to work very hard to keep him involved and interested. And if I get him, I've got all the crime readers. No problem. Yeah. It's television and books for you. Which do you prefer to be doing? It's it's a tough question. I I tend to love the one that I'm with. I mean, when I'm writing a novel, it's the only place I want to be because it's it's a really pure form of storytelling and it's it's just me and I'm in charge of what's happening. And, and then you kind of get into TV and you're being pulled from pillar to post to try and please, you know, yeah. it's a big collaboration and you're trying to please the station and everybody at the end of the day. But TV is very rewarding then because you've written something and it's visualised and you're looking at it on screen and there's millions and millions and millions of people. I think Harry Wilde at the moment is one of the biggest shows in America. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest show for the for the station that's broadcasting over there. And you're thinking, I we did that, you know, yeah. so there's, there's a massive instant reward. But I know a lot more screenwriters who want to be authors. I mean, I think authors want to be screenwriters because there's all the money's in TV. But a lot of screenwriters kind of think, you know, for me to write a really true story that's true to me, I need to put it in a book. So I'm getting the best of both worlds. And if I can keep it going for a few more years because it's a tough ask doing a book and several shows every year I'll, I'll keep it going as long as I can yeah that that's feeling though when credits start to roll I wrote this how does that feel that must be magic it's it's mine we, we, with the screening of Harry Wilder a few weeks ago it's the first show I'm the executive producer on as well as the co-writer and it came up executive producer Jane Seymour David Logan Joe Spain and I'm sharing a card with somebody who's been a Hollywood A-lister for the last, I don't know, 50 odd years. And you're thinking, is that is that me? 
<laughs> it's, 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 I feel the same, to be honest, when I see my name in books. I, I was signing all the copies in Dublin yesterday, going around all the various stores, and it's my name on the book. And I feel a bit detached from it because it's hard to believe that people want to read your story or want to watch your show. And yet your name is on it. So yeah. <laughs> they must do. Well, congratulations on this. We look forward to Harry Wilde. I, I know nothing about it. I know it's very big in America, but I'm so looking forward to it. When, when are we going to get to see it? I think you'll, I mean, it's everywhere in the world it's shown right now. And I think RT is hanging on for the summer because it's a summer show. And so she's a retired professor and she solves crimes. It's kind of a weekly mystery thing um, by using literary references. So it was right up my alley when it yeah. came on the desk. I, I turned on a few shows that year and this one arrived and I read the pilot from David and I just broke my heart laughing. So yeah. <laughs> we're having a bit of fun with it. Well, we look forward to seeing that. I wish you every success with The Last to Disappear. Who knows? That could be on television soon, too. Joel, thanks for being with us on The Opinion Line. Thank you, PJ. Quartz 96 FM. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 